Hey, what's up? Not much. How's it going? I'm pretty good. That's awesome. Wow. Just chilling on Sunday. How about, how about you? Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's so crazy just how I'm able to do this for people. And it's so cool. Right. I had never heard of this, actually. But then again, I've also never like even recorded my own Zoom set. I don't think I've ever hosted a Zoom session, actually. I, <laughs> I've joined them, but I don't think I've hosted one. Right. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I started it in 2018, just talking, you know, and then yeah. it was really shitty back then. And then I got like a good recording system and I started interviewing comedians during the pandemic. Cool. So I was like, you know, I've met so many cool people over the six years I've been doing stand up. So I was like, I'm just going to have people and give them a voice because we spend so much time like on our own like trying to promote ourselves yeah that you take a look around and you're like oh my god there's so many talented people i know right like and it's just every- like that's i was telling you like it's so funny how in messenger like i just saw you on someone's like uh like facebook page like on a post really? and it was like a john mulaney joke and i was like oh i need to have this wait what this person wait what I saw a post, like, of one of my friends that you were on that was a John Mulaney oh. joke, and that was why I friended oh. you. I was like, oh, I need to friend this person. Oh, I thought, like, I accidentally posted something that was a John Mulaney joke, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's great. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, you're, uh, you're three hours ahead. Where are you based? I'm in New Jersey. Oh, cool. I was just there a couple weeks ago. Oh, cool. I have family out there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, yeah, it's. What's the comedy scene like out there? It's good. There's. Really? It's very, it's very underrated with how it is. But it's so close to New York and uh, like Philly and stuff. So there's a lot of overlap with that. But New Jersey is such a like, it's very underrated. And it's, it's just like, so it's. It's underrated because there's like no one really talks about it. <laughs> yeah, we have so many great people, and it's just amazing. So I love doing it, but it's always good to go to new places. I've only traveled to. Uh, I went to Texas four months ago for like three days, and uh, it was at the Creek in the Cave that Joe Rogan was supposed to buy, but he ended up not oh, okay. getting involved with it. I found out, yeah. but uh, it was really cool to go there. Screen, so I was like, to perform somewhere else for the first time was really, really fun. It was like, oh, great. I just uh, get stuck at a place where I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've, I've never, I don't think I've ever performed outside of LA, which is kind of a bummer because the LA comedy scene is like kind of a bummer right now. And like, Oh, I bet. I don't know if you heard, um, there were three comics like look like super local um who two of them they like all three of them overdosed on coke laced with fentanyl and oh. then two of them yeah, passed away that. yeah two passed away one uh one survived thank god um but she was like in a coma for like a oh, minute shit. yeah yeah but but apparently she's okay but yeah like two people and it's like i, I I don't know. It's just like I feel like yeah. I feel like the, ever since the pandemic, the bar got kind of because I 
I did a couple Zoom mics, um, and then they started just kind of bumming me out, and I and which is too bad because I met some really great people. And if there's one good thing that I got out of the pandemic, comedy wise, I was able to network with people because I was able to do Zoom shows. Oh, that's with awesome! All over yeah. the world, like there was one guy who was absolutely hilarious, and he was he was in Finland. So it was like 4 a.m. or something when we were doing the show, and he was so good. Um, yeah. So you did Zoom was, stuff? Yeah, but, like, everyone was uh, treating it like their own kind of personal therapy session. <laughs> right. Like, as in, they're not, they're just not telling jokes. Um, right. Like, 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 comedy can be very therapeutic, of course. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. Um, but they're just kind of, like... They're, they're not making jokes they're just using it as like free therapy so there was one time where i was like fuck i don't have anything i didn't i did not write much during the pandemic and i felt kind of bad about it no me like, neither i don't have a lot but i have but you know what i have five minutes of one-liners which one-liners slash tweets um but, oh like, that's fantastic yeah but, i mean tweets are pretty much one-liners um yeah so I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to do this for five minutes. Um, so I did. I went pretty well. And then people were hitting me up afterwards. And they're like, oh, my God, you had the best hit. And I'm like, that should never be the case. Like, <laughs> right. For five minutes. Like, five minutes of one-liners should never be the best set. So I kind of felt like, I felt like the guy in Idiocracy who's like <laughs> a super average dude. And then everybody else is just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course i'm not calling these people no stupid, right it's just course. like, oh, like they're wonderful people yeah. yeah so anyway i'm i'm so glad that places are open again but even even the live places are like kind of a bummer hopefully it doesn't stay that way um oh we came back yeah. super super early <laughs> we came back after like four months <laughs> yeah we're like we're like back to normal and we're like this is and it was funny because our bar that we used to have our open mic at like our one that i used to go to a whole bunch it recently closed a couple of months ago but um because of covid oh. but it it was such a big place for um like a big punk scene too and uh, oh so cool it was just like <laughs> a great place and what was really cool was it got so the mic was started by someone else and then she left because she had to deal with personal stuff and then the guy that hosted it was like a guy who's hosted a bunch of the stuff in the Jersey Shore scene. So he's like a huge name name and oh, cool. locally. So we ended up, it's a bar, it's not a comedy club, but we ended up getting like a local award for two years for being a comedy club. Oh, cool. And it's like, we kind of transformed it into a comedy <laughs> club because we were just having, you know, our mic there and different shows. And I had a roast there. Oh, for nice. my birthday, which was cool. I miss so We did a roast for this other comic who's like, but it was sort of like his character. He plays like a character, so it was like more of him. And I was like, oh, I want one. So we had Wait, who is it? Me, and I was like, oh, that's great. But uh, it was just who, such who a Who is place. it? It was called the uh, Brighton Bar. No, who's the, who's the guy who roasted as a character? Oh, the guy who roasted as a comedian. His his comedy name is one of his like major characters. It's called Carl Callen. And, uh, oh, okay. I was thinking of somebody else. Yeah. He there, has there like was stuff on Spotify, at, uh... but he's just so great, and it's just a very, it's just so talented how people can be. It's like, oh my god! Oh yeah! But um, I should get into <laughs> general <laughs> questions. It's no, called no, 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 bullshit no. with another comic, just like oh yeah. 
I thought that's just what this was. I thought that's what podcasting is. <laughs> I asked a little bit. Comics I, don't, I don't try to be too personal. I just, I like the, or I like the seeing the story of like how people started, because uh, yeah, it's just so interesting, like how people do it. And uh, so, when did you start like doing stand up? So I started like a little over three years ago. Um, I don't, so it's, I can't tell if I've been doing it for two years or three years because I took a year off. Cause the oh, pandemic. right. And yeah. I don't, I don't even, I don't even want to count the Zoom shows because it didn't like, I didn't improve as a comedian during that time. Right. So I guess it's more like, uh, more like two years. Um, but uh, like I'd wanted to do it for a longer time like like I wanted to start doing it a long time ago and then I didn't actually have the balls to do it until I was 23 um but like I grew up on I grew up on George Carlin um and like when I was I think when I like when I was in middle school is when I started to get like really into it like my dad and I would just like binge watch Comedy Central on right band. yeah stand-ups and it's like okay let's find our new favorite stand-up comic right. we felt like that's it's how i discovered uh maria bamford um, oh yeah all of tompkins and oh, yes. nick kroll all these people and it was also how i discovered bo burnham oh yes my, yeah my favorite too. my favorite living comic um oh yes me too yeah. I, I think he's fantastic and it's yeah it's so cool just to see that because he's like the first person that you sort that i sort of got to see the whole like journey of which was really cool yeah and like and... to hear things about him that were just like these little things about him that were just so cool to me like i was yeah. to a bunch of his interviews and stuff so it's like it's so interesting to me to think that like he got into nyu and couldn't <laughs> go because he became this huge comedian and he was yeah. like my plan was just to go to open mics in new york <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Can you imagine, like, I, he's I too think good that for he that. still would have blown up just because he's a fucking genius. Yeah, he's a prodigy. But like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, he's a prodigy. But it's well, when I, when I, when we discovered him, I was like, uh, we, we saw a uh, words, 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 and I was like, okay, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And oh, yeah. I looked him up, and I was like, okay, I think I was, I think I was sixteen when I discovered him. Yeah. And I looked him up. And I was like, okay, maybe he's like a very young looking 30 year old. Cause I'm like, clearly right. he's been doing this for a long time and I just never heard of him. And I looked him up. I'm like, oh, he's fucking my age. Like, he's like right. oh, a, few, yeah. a couple of years older. Cause I'm, I'm 26 and he's like 30 or 31 now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was like, okay, well shit, I better, I better get going. <laughs> I better, right. I better, yeah. better get my shit together. So that was when I like, first decided i wanted to do comedy in some way shape or form so i would like make funny videos and stuff and then i didn't actually like have the but and i always wanted to do stand up and i didn't actually have the balls to do it until like after i graduated college and i spent a year after i graduated being like what do i do with my life and i i use humor to cope with my mental illness and trauma and all the horrible existential crises happening since November 2016. And, right, of um, course, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, so what do I do? And then I finally I was like, okay, the only way to know if I like this is to finally do it. So I finally did it. Um, and my parents came to see my first open mic. 
and uh my dad did not believe in me in first and then i and i didn't even do well like nobody does well their first no. time but he was like super happy about it and i'm like okay i guess i'll keep doing it I, it's like if i made my dad proud oh well <laughs> okay <laughs> let's right um and then i and then i've just kind of been doing it ever since and i'm right. trying to do it more um like i've been i've been trying to like hit up at least one mic a week that's kind of been my goal um but i yeah i don't know like when i first started i wanted to um i really wanted to be like the next bo burnham and then after like a year i was like oh no i can't be because he's a prodigy like right. you can like you can play like, like you can play an instrument for the la phil but it doesn't mean you're Mozart, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so you yeah. can't, com- can't compare the two, and that's fine. Um, yeah. So I've just kind of been, like, trying to find my thing, and I think I finally, I think I finally got to a point where, like, I kind of know what direction I'm going to go with it, so that's cool. Um, it also helps me a lot when I'm writing stuff, because I'm like, I don't know whose voice to read this in, and yeah. Right. Yeah, it's always, that's the one thing that I, well, like, I'm kind of snobby about, like, I haven't taken, like, a comedy class. I mean, I don't have a problem with no. what I do. But to no. me, it's like, I like that I'm self-taught, and I yeah. like the journey of it. Like, to me, that's the best part of being a comedian is, like, I sucked for two years. I didn't know how to write an actual joke for two years. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, now I know how to do a set of punchline. Now I'm working on, like, doing callbacks. And it's like, okay, now I know how to do that. And it's like, this you get to learn everything and yeah it's always so cool to just see that like to me i was the same way where i wanted to do it for a long time and i started in local improv and i did that for like five years so <laughs> it was just like improv. wait I, i'm too long I'm so bad at it and i was like <laughs> i i just i i wasn't good at it but like everyone around me was so good and they started having like local comedians that would you know open our shows for us so i started i was able to finally do it and i did it two times opening for our improv show and i bombed terribly but the way i explained like my first time (laughs) is like i could have fallen off the stage i would have gotten up two seconds later and been like this is awesome (laughs) so hype i was like yeah you know having not been able to do it because it was just like a thing of like i didn't know what open mics were and if if we even if i did the area i was in didn't have like stand-up yet it was just like pretty much older people and you couldn't get booked anyway if you were not so comic so it's like you know (laughs) you know it's like once the in 2014 like a year before i started it just started happening open mics and stuff where i was so i was like okay this is great and it just has been just so cool and it's the same way like with me i always think i wish i like remember the time that i got really into it I think I was either like 14, it was 14, I think, when I started getting really into it. And the thing that was like cool about it was before there was like a comedy boom. So like before, before that, it was just like, I couldn't find what I wanted to in stand up because like uh, the only popular people were uh, two people, Jeff Dunham and Gabriel Iglesias, Gabriel Iglesias, but like, those were the two f- super popular people, so when I started finding out about Louis and who, 
that's disappointing now. <laughs> and uh, Bill Burr. Louis, Louis is so good. I like just oh, yeah. again separate the art from the oh, artist. Yeah. Like yeah, for sure. I'm a, like I'm a big Kanye West fan. Um, oh yeah. And uh, like I had, and I have a lot of jokes about him too. Like they say, write what you know. So oh, the last too, few have, sets I've done for, I don't listen yeah. to a lot of his music, but <laughs> it's just uh... you know his new album is uh like really not it. Um, <laughs> and again, like one of one of his earlier, like an album he put out like ten years ago. It's like one of my favorite, one of my favorite albums of all time. Period. Right. And so it was. It, it's like it wasn't bad. I just know he's capable of better. Um, but uh, they say, write what you know. So the last few sets I did between five and 10 minutes, I just talk about Kanye West and superheroes. <laughs> yeah. I have his one, I have a really minutes. long bit about that is sort of about one of his, based off of one of his, uh, uh, songs. He came out that song. I love it. Uh, yeah. You know, I, my joke about it is that he talks about what a freak he is. And it's very tame stuff that he says in the song. Yeah. And I'm just like, the, 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 one of the jokes in it that I have is like, you know, this is what he was with Kim, because they recently, you know, I yeah. was like, he'd be kinky if he had Kim Kardashian dress up as a Nazi and whip him in the nuts. It's like, you can't be like, <laughs> I think blowjobs and handjobs are, you know, super <laughs> edgy. You know, <laughs> she, like, he makes her wear a MAGA hat. Um... So it's like, yeah, I just, I don't get it, but yeah, it's, like, but it's also, I, oh, it's I'm sorry. Yeah, like I have a joke. Uh, well, I have a, I have a couple jokes about him. Um, the one I've been doing lately is uh, how I consider him to be a a, a big role model for me. Not because I think he's a good person or anything. I don't, but um, because I too want to be so uh, beloved and famous for my craft that my fans oh, yeah. excuse my shitty behaviors being eccentric. Like, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, it's the same reason how uh, I believe in the Zodiac, because, like, obviously it's bullshit, but, like, why should I take any responsibility for my shortcomings when I can just blame it on some Greek dick who decided it for me, like, 2,000 years ago? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, just... Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm very, and that's kind of something I've like figured. Like I, I spent, uh, I did a lot of soul searching during the pandemic, which is actually a really romantic way of saying absolutely nothing. But, um, I, yeah. like, I something I kind of figured out was like I have a very very self deprecating sense of humor. Oh, I me always too. Have it was like kind of a cope. It was a coping mechanism because I was bullied so horribly as a kid. So I was like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, too. so self-deprecating humor and roasting, because it's like, okay, you can't make fun of me if I make fun of me first, and you can't make fun of me if I make fun of you first. Um, right. So those were, like, my coping mechanisms. Right. And um, I've kind of spent the past year trying to, like, separ- separate my sense of humor from the way that I actually treat myself. Oh yeah, you got to do okay. That. I yeah, can have a self-deprecating sense too. of humor and not treat myself like shit. You know, yeah, like that's not fair to myself. So, um, no, it's totally cool. Like I, it's totally relatable. Like, yeah, I have depression and stuff, and I totally get it. It's like you know, to me, the thing that's always tough is it's very hard to do self-deprecating humor nowadays. And I'm not one of those people that like complains <laughs> about cancel culture. The only time I do is when no. people awe at my jokes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, whatever. I'll do like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, don't, 
don't feel bad for me. It's like this isn't supposed to be petty. <laughs> like this is supposed yeah. to be silly. And it's like I, re- yeah. I remember um one time and this was just at an open mic, uh and there it's like I think like probably the only actual video of my stand up on YouTube. And I, I need to upload more. I just always forget to like ask someone to film me. Um but and this was just at an open mic, but for some reason uh Half of half the crowd was black. The other half of the crowd was white. Yeah, yeah. Some reason, that all the, it was very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, oh. so, so the white. So like, what you couldn't see is that the white half of the audience was like very uncomfortable when I made that joke, and the black half of the audience was like howling. And I'm like, I did it. Right. I did it. I achieved God. That's <laughs> so, always great when that happens. Uh, You're like, oh, this yeah. is. As uh, Patrice O'Neill said, you shouldn't have the entire audience laughing. You should have half the audience laughing and the other half horrified. So I was like, yeah, I did it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I always him. think uh, <laughs> this is one comedian that I had on my podcast, uh, Gianmarco, and he said this tweet. He put this tweet out, which is totally relatable to me. It's like, I know that if Patrice was alive, he would hate my guts. Mm-hmm. He would think I'm a total pussy. <laughs> oh, same. He'd be like, that. You want people to like you too. <laughs> Most shit. of my stuff is like pretty PC, honestly. Like even yeah, when I, I do, I, I watched your stuff and it was just like I was like, oh, she's you know, it's so weird yeah. just talk, talk in a technical form and be like, oh, she's solid, she's fun. It's like okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I don't like I try to like like I just in gen I think in general like I try really hard to be respectful. So like I so then it just doesn't really like. So when I'm writing jokes, I just don't like I have I have way dirtier jokes uh, oh, yeah. than the mm-hmm. ones on on the internet. But um, like y- yeah, I don't know. Like like even when I've done like I've done roast battle a few times, right? Yeah, and it's uh it's really hard. It's not it's not like regular because they're like there are stand-up comedians who have been doing it for years and they can't do roast battle. And there are people who kill at roast battle who can't do stand-up. To save oh life. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's, it's not just, it's not just like writing one liners, which is already kind of hard to do, but it's like writing that line between being funny and being mean. And like, you have to try and make the other person laugh themselves and not hurt their feelings. And it's right. like pun- learning how to punch up, not down. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like very low brow like mm-hmm. so you have to like find like and I'm, which i'm not usually which i usually don't do i'm not trying to like put myself on a pedestal like oh right i, like, I know it's just mean. not it's just not usually how my brain works so um there was one time where uh i it was my third time doing it and it was my friend's first time and he's not a comedian like at all and he right. beat me um <laughs> <laughs> not by much but we did like more like i guess cerebral humor and like nobody really got it um and michael che was one of the judges and he was a huge dick to us and i'm like big surprise there uh, um, yeah <laughs> uh so so then the next time i did it i uh i was like okay i guess i do have to actually go for the low-hanging fruit that i just have to make it funny so the guy who I was roasting, nicest guy ever. I adore him. I hope I get to roast him again another day because I because I just loved working with him. But he, um, like, he looks like 
an extra in American History X. So it's like, okay, I guess I gotta lean into the fact that he looks like a white supremacist. Right. <laughs> and I'm Jewish, so it's like, all right, this will be this will be good. Um, so uh, I called him, uh, and he's like he's like a big big bald white dude. Um, so I called him, and th- and I did, and I roasted him during the pandemic. So there was no audience. It was at the comedy store. There was no no audience. It was me and him, the host, uh, Jeff Ross, another judge, and then whoever was filming. And that's it. Um, Which is not what Roast Battle is. The whole point is to have an audience there, like, losing their shit whenever you say something funny. Um, And so the... So the nickname that Jeff Ross applauded that I did for my partner was, um, I called him Stone Cold Steve Auschwitz. <laughs> oh, that's great. And, and the, and the other one he applauded was, um, I said, Nate, uh, Nate got fired from a bouncer gig because instead of checking IDs, he asked everyone three riddles and ate the ones who couldn't solve them. So, like, <laughs> oh that's great so, that must have been yeah so, so cool. i usually don't do jokes like that but it was like all right this, this is what she was what she people want all right whatever that's so cool to get that from jeff ross and just be like oh wow that's... it felt it, it it felt super good it was also like the first time i actually did it wasn't the first time i won roast battle but it was the first time i did like i was actually super happy with how i did and was and it ended in a tie which i was kind of bummed about because i'm very competitive but... right I think that's why I took a break from it. It just like was giving me too much anxiety because I'm I'm so competitive, oh, um, yeah. and I don't like that about myself. My two worst qualities, I think, are that I'm super competitive and that um, I want to fuck Pete Davidson, and I and I hate that I do. <laughs> I really hate that I do. <laughs> oh, that's another guy that was like kind of like he's. I think he's my age. Don't know if he's 26 or 27. I'm 27, and. It's just like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you know, when I see him and Taylor Tomlinson, I'm just like, Taylor so Tomlinson's great. I, I'm I just love like, her. so jealous because, like, they're my age. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. I, it, it's, um, like, so, they're just, I think they just happen to be people who, like, knew who they were, um, at a very young age. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. and that, and and also I think they were in the right place at the right time. And and they're also extremely very talented, obviously. Oh but, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um I think they they just happen to be they just happen to know like who they were at a very young age. Whereas like I didn't I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out, honestly. But oh, yeah. like I didn't even start to figure it out until like last year. Um, right. soul searching during the pandemic. Yeah. It's... Um so it's cool. <laughs> Yeah. So you mentioned a few other people that you were like that you liked, and uh, I've talked about this before on the podcast about Marie Bamford. I remember when I first saw her stuff before I did stand up, I didn't get it at all. I was like, I don't know, this is weird. And then the second time I did stand up, I remembered her like afterwards, and I was like, oh, she's a fucking genius. (laughs) Wait, who's stand up? Marie Bamford. I adore her. Yeah. First off, she's one of my favorite. She's super weird. She's a genius. Yeah, she she's super weird, but like she's she's a huge influence on me. Like I love her, I I love absurdist and and surrealist. Oh you know, yeah, like one of my favorite shows, and 
I like he he's like my favorite like non stand up comedian like I I worship Eric Andre um I worship the ground he walks on I think he's an absolute genius um and his stand up is like not not all that I don't know. right but I but think that's with okay. stand up like, he just he's just you know I I don't know what he's known for but like to me I I haven't watched much of the Eric Andre show I've watched a little bit of it and I'm just like <sighs> astounded by how just random and funny he can be and it's so it's so good like there the, there's an episode where he has jack mcbrayer from 30 rock on and he just it's one of the best episodes because he just because jack mcbrayer's like the nicest guy ever He's oh like yeah this really nice mormon looking guy and eric andre and hannibal burris just like psychologically torture <laughs> and at one point, uh, Eric Andre just starts putting on like this Joker persona. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you gotta help me, Jack. It's I put you, I put you in the hot seat, brother. And I'm like, we need, <laughs> we need Eric Andre to play the Joker. That would be so. Cool. Yeah, I, I love think Hannibal. We, I think we need a black Jewish Joker. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he. He and Margot Robbie, two of my other crushes, I think. Oh, yeah. Because she she, she's such a great Harley Quinn. Um, oh, yeah, she is, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I have a huge crush on her, too. Um. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, who doesn't? But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, but it's like, like, Sasha Baron Cohen is another comedy genius, but, like, you never ask him to do a stand-up special, right? Cause, like, oh, yeah. But he doesn't make him, like, any more or less a comedian you know you can right, be a comedian yeah. and not like the funniest people i know aren't comedians so <laughs> oh yeah you know it's like it's, it it sounds me sometimes like the people that aren't comedians that are like you know in comedy but not comedians like um like john candy it's like oh like yeah it's just surprising it's like oh wow like sketch comedy people too yeah yeah like i'm uh I'm a huge Kids in the Hall fan. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It, it's a little uh, bit. Yeah, it's it's like it's like Monty Python. It's a Lauren Michaels show, but it's a lot. It's more like like absurdist Monty Python vibes. Right. But it's Canadian and gayer and more offensive. Right. And so so one one of the members he has uh, he has this character called Buddy Cole who does these monologues and he's just like this super awesome effeminate gay guy who but he has but he has like a james bond level coolness to him and he just doesn't and he doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks of him and uh he's he's so inspirational um but i saw uh the the guy who plays him scott thompson i saw him do a one-man show as buddy cole a couple years ago and it was one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever like, like the two funniest live shows I've ever seen was that and Book of Mormon. Oh, like, like two shows that made me fall out of my goddamn chair laughing. Um, and I've seen I've seen Bo Burnham twice. I've seen Tom Segura. I've seen Patton Oswalt. Like I've seen. Oh, I would love to see Patton Oswalt. He's one. Of He's so good. I've, I, I saw Bo Burnham, and it was so funny. I saw his uh, during his Make Happy tour. And uh, oh, nice! I was surprised by I, I shouldn't have been by the amount. I knew he was popular with them, but the amount of teenage girls was astounding. Yeah, it was like he's oh one God. of those people who, like, if 
I if I wasn't a comedian, I would probably have a crush on him. But like, I I respect him too much to. Right. Like, like I just it's like I can't even. Like, it's like, I, I don't see you, I don't see you that way, you know, like, I see you more as, like, the, the really cool older brother that I never had, <laughs> right. you know, like, yeah. um, but, yeah, he, um, he and John Mulaney, okay, okay. oh, John Mulaney too, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so everybody, like, all of the teenage girls on Twitter losing their shit over the fact that John Mulaney is, like, a human being, right, what yeah. is, like, like, I've, it, I've I, kept up with that more than I want to, which is... Same! And I but it's, like, it. also, like, I, I keep up with stuff that's, like, embarrassing to, like... Like, I keep up with the YouTubers and drama, and I don't watch them. I oh, same. The drama part. It's, like, you know... Oh, yeah. It's, like, oh, yeah, what's Shane Dawson getting in trouble for? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> like, so, I had never... So, I had actually never seen his earlier stuff, because he was popular when I was, yeah, like, in middle yeah. school. And I was, and at the time, I was, you know, like hardcore goth nonconformist, and I'm like, yeah, fuck anything that's popular. So I never saw his older stuff where he was like doing blackface and shit. I had no idea. And then a few years ago, I started getting into his newer stuff because he started doing like the creepy videos and the conspiracy theory videos and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm really into this. And then he started doing documentaries on YouTubers, and. He did one on Tanacon, which was something I was following very closely. Yeah, yeah. I was Like, how did this happen? And I and I like and I really liked how he did that one. Um, and then he did the Jake Paul one. And I'm like, this seems kind of excessive, right? You know, like like I'm not against the idea of it, but like this has been going on for like ten episodes or something, right? And then he started, and then when I started tuning out, was when he basically just did like a five part ad for his new collab with Jeffree Star and I'm like oh, oh yeah and then I found out like oh he's actually a really big piece of shit yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. which is yeah. a bummer because for a while I really respect oh, yeah. him but... but um what was I thinking about? oh I used to like oh, Jeffree Star John Mulaney uh yeah when I when I I first when I first watched John Mulaney it's so weird like all the people that react to him now but I sort of have to get it like Cause there's a lot of people that just watch his Netflix stuff. So yeah. like, to me, I just remember his first album and stuff like that. And just the whole story of him, just, he started in 2002 and he got his big break with touring with Birbiglia. Yeah. And Mike Birbiglia was like, you know, really like they were close, but he was like, he's a little bit older and he's like, you know, you need to start killing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's very cool because I'm one of uh, on like his second album or like his first or second album, uh, uh, Mike Birbiglia's first or second album. You can hear John Mulaney do the opening to introduce him. Oh, nice! And it's like, oh my god, that's a young voice. <laughs> but it's just like it's so weird to see the the contrast of what people think of him, and is. It's also very cool to see him doing stand-up now. So, like, he's kind yeah. of able to talk about it, which is good. <laughs> it's like, you just well, never also, expect that. Well, also, like, when pe- people were so shocked, like, when he went into rehab, and it's like, have you not heard all right. of the times he's talked about how, he's like, about why that. he had to go sober? And it's so <laughs> sad because he was sober for a long time, and I oh, guess, yeah. like, the pandemic just really got to him, so I was, like, I've just, I just felt really bad for him. Oh, yeah. Um, 
because because he had he had been sober for so long and like addiction is so fucking hard oh yeah um like i'm like i'm so lucky to like not have like i don't like addiction doesn't run in my family thank god Mm -hmm. um but like i know pe i know people who are i like know people's parents who are and it's just like like just watching the decline is just so horrible man like it's really and and people don't have any not enough people have sympathy for these people (laughs) no it's it's like yeah, it's like believe me, they're not happy about this. Like they don't, that nobody wanted this. It just kind of, it just happens. So right. Um, and then people, and then people were like, "Oh my god, how did this happen?" He's like, "I thought he was just the guy in commercials for X-ray specs or whatever." The fu- I don't know. Right. Like everybody it's just, just like, thought yeah. he was an Archie Comics character for like seven years. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, he's a guy. He's almost forty. <laughs> right. And he's yeah. A- This app oh, is terrible. <laughs> no, I I thought I thought I did something wrong. I'm like, no, oh, you no. didn't. It's it's so annoying because like it's such a catch twenty two because this app puts everything out on like every platform like Spotify and stuff, but it's just like terrible. <laughs> everything <laughs> else, so it's like yeah, like um, oh. I, I'm not like a good editor, so uh, like I, I don't. But know um, we were talking about John Mulaney like a little bit. John Mulaney, yeah. yes. So, so um. Yeah, yeah, it is weird to see that sort of that people still have that view of him. Yeah. To me, I've always just like, like I've, ne- I've never related to like any of the drugstores because I don't have that. But it's like I've related a whole bunch to that group of comics that he's friends with. Like I always feel like I would call like those guys like the man children of comedy is like his whole group <laughs> that he started with was like Pete Holmes, Mike Birbiglia. Uh, Nick Kroll, Nick Kroll, um, Hannibal Burris, like, and it's so awesome. I love to Hannibal. Me. It's so awesome to me to like think like those people started together like in the very beginning of yeah. doing stand up and all became famous. It's like that's just crazy to me. Like that's sort of what you like expect to happen because yeah. you're like the people you become friends with, like. To me, that's what I always say. I always say to people, like, my advice to, like, newer comics is, like, don't worry about, like, networking and shit like that. Just find dope people to do cool shit with. <laughs> that's all yeah. you get to do. It's like, just yeah. find people to do cool stuff with and you'll be fine. And talented people find each other. Yeah. So, um, do you have a good... Yes, a little bit about it, but do you have a good scene, like, where you are in LA? Uh, like... I I hope I hope it'll get better. I think it's still, I think it's still trying to like get going since the right. pandemic ended. And I think every maybe everybody's just super rusty, or burnt out, or I I don't I don't know. Like it's I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Um, and then everybody else I talk to about it, they're like, oh, this sucks. And I'm like, oh, you're you're fun. Um, right. You're just you're just a bundle of positivity. <laughs> right. 
um but uh you know i it it is what it is i'm just gonna i'm just gonna keep doing my thing and um now that i've i'm finally starting to like figure out what direction i wanted like so it's just like okay what's like like, I just look at my best stuff, and I'm like, okay, what's one thing kind of connecting everything? Like, what's a running, like, what are some running themes here? Oh, yeah. And sure. it's like, okay, I make a lot of jokes about me being bi, but I can only do that for so long. Um, and, you know, it, like, those, those get old kind of quick. Um, I don't know if you know a comedian named Robin Tran. Um, oh, yes, is, I do. Yeah, yeah. She is fantastic. Yeah, I love great. her so much. Um, I'm so glad that I've like been able to become acquainted, acquainted with her. Um, and she's able to do jokes about being uh, a Vietnamese trans lesbian for like an hour, and it's still funny. Right. Um, but, but she's yeah, also she's like, just a really great comedian. Um, so I think kind of what my stuff ends up being is like I... I inject myself into like various aspects of pop culture uh, um, yeah. and talk about it as if it's real. Um, and, uh, and then also with like a hint of self deprecation and absurdism, I guess, like, right. I don't know. Like I, like I have one right now about how um, my car got totaled when I was at work and um my car was like parked outside on the street and then out of nowhere like fucking superman grabs my car and throws it at an oncoming attacker and <laughs> it really and it, and, it bo- and it bothered the hell out of me because uh i wasn't actually like done paying off my car and i know that uh i'm gonna have to pay the damages because even though like it's obviously his fault because he's not he's not using people's cars as weapons and then asking for their insurance info yeah. <laughs> So like, oh that's so, so great whole, it keeps going but uh yeah, yeah so stuff like that. i have very like out there stuff too like that whole kanye Good. joke is a whole yeah. thing of like i start out and uh i talk about like i i didn't even end up like doing this as like they were separate jokes and they just fit was uh i talk about my phobia of birds and then i go mm-hmm. into how like i called kanye west a silly goose and a knucklehead in that joke I told you about, <laughs> yes. and I go, I go, I would love for that to be like a senior quote that people use in their yearbook. Like <laughs> Kanye West is a silly goose, and then I talk about like, what if there was like a serious goose, and like I go downstairs <laughs> in the morning and I see this like anthropomorphic goose in my uh, in my kitchen, and then he's drinking a tea, not coffee, like he's better than me. He's listening to NPR and reading the newspaper like a douchebag. He has a name like Terry, so he's an asshole. <laughs> and I call him Terrence to get back at him. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's reading the, he's reading the stock market. And it's That's just so like, good. I, I like doing it, but it's like, it took so. And when you're performing for mostly comedians, it just gets old really fast. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. you're going to do my long bit that no one likes. I don't but, know if um, you've listened to Tom Segura and Christina P's podcast together. Um, it's so good. A little bit. Uh, I, I love Tom Segura. Yeah. That, like, I I like his stand-up better, but the two of them together are, like, so good. Like, the podcast is... it's. I wouldn't even say it's 50-50. It's 100-100. Right. Um, like, like, on the podcast together, they're both so goddamn funny. And uh, there's one... Like, they'll... 
like they'll open with like a clip from somewhere else in the episode and then they go into the intro and i remember there was one episode <laughs> it just opened with tom going those nazis bunch of knuckleheads those guys <laughs> <laughs> and so that's just kind of become like a running joke like he'll say something like that and then christina will be like yeah i you know i'd go so far as to even call them a bunch of rascals (laughs) (laughs) like that hiller is a real real rascal that guy (laughs) Uh, troublemaker um i i'd say (laughs) yeah it's funny you mentioned being jewish i'm jewish too and it's like Uh, no it's like well of course it's like yeah yeah of course so many jews in comedy (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's a st- it's a stereotype. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like like I do comedy and my dad looks for coins at the airport. Like you know, <laughs> right. And every time he's like, "Hey, look, I found a penny," and I'm like, "Stop perpetuating stereotypes about our Stop people." Right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Especially because he was doing that the last time I was in New Jersey. Like, we were at the Newark airport, and I'm like, "Stop it!" There are a lot. Have you seen the amount of Hasidic Jews here? Stop it. I have a joke about how I'm not Jewish on my mom's side I'm Jewish on my dad's side but uh, uh same. so like I have the blonde hair and blue eyes and I say like it, I think around like Hitler and his people still would have noticed me like as being Jewish yeah like they would have been oh that nervous kid <laughs> oh that neurotic <laughs> kid <laughs> Uh, same, it's too same, because uh, a couple of years a couple of years ago I, I dyed my hair white um, and I'm pretty white uh, yeah. but at the same time it's like no I think they'd I think they'd still see the gay coming out and they'd be like mm. right. yeah I uh yeah I would not how many how many patches would I have to wear it's a lot um, oh, yeah. it's a horrible joke um, I think the most <laughs> I think the most fucked up joke I've ever, and I've never told this on stage, um, oh, yeah. and I'll think I ever can, but because uh, I because I usually don't do stuff like this, but I think the most fucked up joke I ever wrote was um, I went to the Holocaust Museum the other day, and um, all I could think was, "Wow, what a waste of paper clips." <laughs> <laughs> Also, um, my mom's, my mom's favorite joke, like the hardest I've ever seen my mom laugh at anything. And keep in mind, like, I, like there are, there are Holocaust survivors on both sides of my family. Right. Um, cause my mom's, my, my mom's family is like Eastern European gypsies and shit. And so, so yeah, so all, all sorts of minorities in my family. And uh, the hardest I've ever seen her laugh at anything was at a Mark Norman tweet <laughs> that, that said, um, concentration camp photos are even more depressing when you remember that the camera always adds 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I always... I always so get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I always get myself, I got, I almost had the chance to meet him because a couple uh, of the comedians that I started with did a show with him, uh, like, it was like 2019, I guess. It's so weird to like think of like COVID, like the years get fucked up. So it's like, yeah, I, it was like December 2019 and 
I got the chance to meet him and I got starstruck. And it's like, I've met so many like different comedians. It's like, why do you get starstruck, starstruck around Mark Norman, but not Mike William Black? <laughs> Because, because we like his <laughs> stuff more. It's like, and he's so nice. Like that was just the cool thing. Oh, that's cool. And that's the one thing to like find out that I found out like with the pandemic and everything when, like, my friends started booking like having like comedians like, you know, semi-professional like professional comics like Mark Norman. It's like, oh, they don't view us as open micers. They view us as comics like them. And yeah, that's the same thing that I noticed with this podcast when I've had a couple of headliners on. I'm like, oh, they don't, there's no hierarchy with them. They just, they view you as yeah. me. It's like so cool. It's like, like oh Mark Norman deserves a Netflix special more than like, like he put his most recent hour up on YouTube yeah. for free and it's better than like 95% of the stuff on Netflix. I heard that he got a half hour, but um, he so... might. He, he might have. I don't know. I just I, I saw uh, his out to lunch special. Yeah, he's. What you said? I heard this half hour was coming out in like October. I guess he's in like one of those half hour shows that oh, they okay. do. Netflix looks like yeah, but it's like uh, on the like, he's... like the Degenerates. Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there, there was another joke he did in his recent one. that was. Was, uh, he said school shootings are kind of like periods. Uh, they're bloody. They happen once a month, and every kid goes, "Hey, maybe I'll be next." Right. <laughs> like, oh god damn. <laughs> yeah, He's the I best. had one joke when I when I started. I always had like I've never stolen from anyone, but I've had similar jokes to people. You just figure out like, oh, like he has that joke about how like his social anxiety is like a bully to him. Yeah, and my joke. I had is like I'm like a prison bin a prison bitch to my <laughs> to <Yeah>. mine. <laughs> that's a, see that's different. The, like it's like but it's too similar. So I was like oh god. <laughs> like like, like I used to be like I was like and I still kind of am a little bit. But like I remember when I first started, I was so paranoid about like accidentally stealing seven stuff because I have oh, a terrible yeah. memory. Oh yeah. Like, like this has to have been done somewhere, right? But like, right. It, but it, it just, it really. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, the only people who really, like, spend so much time and energy worrying about joke theft are people who aren't actually comedians. Oh um, yeah. And it's like, don't don't intentionally steal someone's stuff. That's fucked right. up. Um, you know, don't don't pull a Mencia, but right. like. To me, I think a lot of people, like especially comedy fans, they get confused on what is joke stealing and what is just like similar premises. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing that happens a lot. Is like if you look it up, like you can just look up any topic. Like there's a million comedians that do jokes about texting. It's not that all the jokes are the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's only so many things you can joke about. And a couple of years ago, uh, I wrote a tweet that went viral. Um, like it got like 150,000 likes oh, on there. It was wild. Great. And it, it's like not even my, not even my best stuff, but it was, um, it was if adults called you an old soul as a kid, it meant it was, that was their polite way of saying, wow, you're only 12 and you've already lost all your serotonin. 
and for <laughs> some reason and that and the comment section are just such a bummer like everybody just unloading their trauma oh, <laughs> god. oh my god and then one guy and there's only one guy who was like this is a taylor tomlinson joke blah, blah, blah. And i was like and at the time like i had never even i i had heard of her but i'd never seen her stuff so, uh, um, right. and this was before her most recent special. I think this was just her episode on the standups or something. Uh, so I watched it. I watched the whole thing because it was 3 a.m. when I saw this and I was freaking the fuck out because I'm like, oh my God, is this viral tweet like stolen? Oh my God. So I looked it up and hers was similar, but it had like a different, like she said, um, like, if like when your parents like if your parents friends uh, or, or if grown-ups called you an old soul as a kid uh is because they didn't want to call you a loser in front of your parents uh um, right so it's like okay it's an old soul joke but at the end of the day it's a different punchline right and yeah. so i told the guy like hey so um i just got back from watching your special from the first for the first time uh and it's really good thank you for turning me on to her because i've never seen your stuff before and um, yes, you're right. The premise is very similar, but at the end of the day, the punchline is different. So, do with that what you will. Um, and then he deleted his comment. So, oh, that's uh, nice. like whatever, right? Whatever, bro. Yeah. But Twitter is so terrible. I don't... <laughs> Twitter is such a cesspool, man. I need to delete it. Yeah, <laughs> or at least delete like, the app. My pin comment on it is just like, then I think this is very good advice. Is like you have to be on different sections of Twitter. You yeah. can't be on, like, the main Twitter with, like, oh, politics. You have to find something you're interested in, and then just yeah. be in that. <laughs> and then it gets toxic there. <laughs> See, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I try to do, and now just everywhere I go, it's just somebody bitching about the vaccine. Right. And it's Are you like, vaccinated? Of course. I am, too, yeah. Huh? I am, too. I got the Johnson yeah. Johnson. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's just... To and, me, it's like, it's... I, my thing is, like, I don't have my my thing is I don't have a strong opinion on it. Like to me, I'm like I kind of understand why people don't because I can totally understand. Like you have to trust the medicine. Like I can understand not trusting yeah. the government. Like I totally get that. But like oh, of course to me it's like but this, if a doctor telling you you know you got to do this. Like it's like you know yeah. Uh, well, they think it's uh... like okay they they it's like if it's approved like. Think about all the stuff that is approved that we don't think about. Like, yeah, well, people doing a... and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. you know. People ripping a line of white lightning in the handicapped stall of a Buffalo Wild Wings and then being like, yeah, man, I'm just really worried about what's in the vaccine. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, do you know how many people probably died for that line of Coke? I mean, I'm not saying right. that I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've done that too, but like, I don't, I also don't care about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it's just, um, that's my joke. Like, He's like, one they of the... think, they think like the science, like everything is a government conspiracy and they think right. the scientists are in on it. And then they, and then they got sick and they're in the hospital and they're dying and they're begging for the vaccine because they realize that they're wrong. And it's like, it's too late for that, man. And right. like, there is one guy. Um, he was like a leader of the anti-vax freedom, whatever the fuck. Yeah, him. yeah. And he and he got COVID. Yep. And he injected himself with the horse medicine. Yeah. And he died from it. And it's like, do I feel bad for him? No. 
because uh, that that's his fault. But at the same time, he left behind a wife and three kids and one kid on the way because his wife is like eight months pregnant. Right. So it's like because of his selfishness and stupidity, he left behind like this big family who has to live with that for the rest of their lives. Right. You know. Yeah. And it's like. Like, so I don't feel bad for him. Like, fuck him. <laughs> like, I yeah, feel bad for like, family yeah, but... has to fucking live with this now. Yeah. And it's now four four kids who don't have a dad anymore. So, right. I don't know. I, and I never used to be somebody who was like, yeah, fuck him. But like, at this point, it's like the, the cure is here. Right. We have the opportunity to eradicate this or at least come close to eradicating it. Right. And surviving it and going back to normal, not having to wear masks. Like we're like right. we have the cure. We have we literally have it. And people don't want it because my freedoms, you know, and right. It's just, you know, it's so funny I didn't like COVID didn't affect me like that much because yeah, same. the lockdown because I'm a very indoor like home person. Like I don't like to oh, go same. out. So I was like, everyone's living my life. Why are they so upset? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, exactly. it's like oh you don't it's play like, oh, games all day. people great <laughs> yeah it's like, i go out once a week for coffee that's all that's <laughs> same it's like i go out for coffee and i do comedy at night that's all I do. yeah it's like, not talking to people <laughs> exactly but uh so i just gotta wrap up a little bit um was your uh so you talked about a little bit your family was really into it like they they're very supportive of it of you doing comedy yeah like weirdly right <laughs> yeah kind of like uh, other places. uh like huh the, the only question that i have last or like do you have any stories of like any heckler stories or like in a mic or a show that went like off off the rails like anything crazy like that um not off the rails i remember uh there was one time it was my first it was the first time uh, i think i'd been doing it for about a year and it was the first time uh my boyfriend was actually able to come see me do it um and my so he came and my best friend slash creative partner who like i'm co-producing a youtube channel with him right now um which i'll probably plug at the end uh (laughs) wink wink Right. Um, so uh so there was one guy, this drunk, I think he was like Dutch or something. He had like some kind of like northern European accent or like like I don't know, was he Scandinavian or like, I don't know, some somewhere up there. And uh and he was and he was drunk and he was wearing a trench coat and um and he had long greasy hair and he kept like trying to uh put his input while i was performing and i couldn't understand anything he was saying because he was drunk and he had an accent (laughs) right so i so i told him like hey look we like we found it was something like we found the reason monistat was invented or something i don't know uh and i was and he kept saying stuff and i'm like listen asshole i have seven minutes up here stop participating (laughs) um but that's i think that's the only like heckler story i can think of um 
Yeah. I'm always like, I'm going to be mean to the heck when then it's like fight or flight. And I'm like, oh, I'm. Yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, I was watching um, a Burt Kreischer special and one guy, like one guy, like drunkenly yells out, I love you. And then and immediately he points at the guy and goes, I love you, too. And everybody starts cheering. And I'm like, you know what? Like, that's like that. I love that. Like, I love when Bo Burnham does that, where he's, he's like, like, "No, you fucking don't." He's like, "Stop <laughs> participating." <laughs> yeah. Or hope you like. Uh, I remember there's like a video of like all his like hecklers that like he went after, and like some of the nice ones and some of the ones, and one of the girls shouts at him, "I want your babies," and Bo Burnham goes, "I'm keeping them." <laughs> like, <laughs> or there was one guy who. Uh, yelled at him to take his pants off or something and he was like oh ha 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 guy's asking me to do it instead of a girl that's not god's way (laughs) (laughs) oh god he's the best oh yeah so um i just wanted to ask what's your uh social media stuff um so my main social media is at Remy Cleo, R E M Y C L I O. And um, in my bio, there's a link to my drag Instagram, which is linked to my YouTube, um, where I basically I, I get in drag and then I talk about whatever the fuck I want. Um, and the most recent video we did was about the house bunny and how it's actually a shitty movie. Yeah, um, I watched that video. I was like, "Yep, okay. I've seen that movie." <laughs> yeah, it's it's a terrible movie. Uh, every so every other week we we do something that we like, and then every other week we do something that we hate. Um, so right now we're working on one that we like, and then the next one we're going to do something that we hate. Um, and uh, it's called Coke Francis. Um, like the drink. Calm down. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or is it? Uh, and. Um, I think that's pretty much the only thing I have to play because I don't, I don't think I have any shows coming up. Um, right. Yeah. Because I'm still kind of like practicing and testing out new stuff before I like go out and get booked. That's why I like half jokingly post the other day. I have social anxiety. How do I get booked? Because I just forgot how. No, I don't totally relate to that. Yeah. I'm also I'm like just... I have to remind myself that it's still like COVID time period. So I'm like I see all these new people getting booked and all my friends getting booked. So I'm like I need to get booked again. Like I. Yeah, I used to get like, booked like all the time. Like, what? it's like, you know, that's what sort of sucked. Is like everything started happening. It's like, oh, I have so many mics and shows to do, and then it's like, it's like, oh, I'm getting an audition for clubs, and it's like now COVID hits, and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, and there was um, there was a place in downtown I used to perform at like all the time, and the guy who booked me. It's so weird because I never got like. I never got any weird vibes from him. I never got any creep vibes from him. He was always very nice, very respectful of me anyway. And, um, and he booked me all the time and I was like, okay, cool. And, um, and he, he had, and he ran a comedy class, which like, I'm, I'll go near that shit. Um, right. yeah. <laughs> bullshit. Uh, but yeah, so, and then I found out, and I, I don't want to name names, but, uh, then I found out that like, somebody filed a police report against him because he like attempted to assault them or something uh-huh. um and at first i was like okay maybe it was like a misunderstanding because again I, I like i had met him and i never even got like any weird vibes from him yeah um 
and he was and he was also a really good comedian so i was like oh well shit and then like a few more people like yeah this guy's gross um i'm like okay well shit and then he like left social media i don't know any uh and he shut down his class so i don't know i don't know what happened to him so now i'm like oh i need somebody new to book me right uh it's always something that i always try to be like i didn't ask you about that but i always try to be mindful with that with like female content friends because i walk people through their car and stuff and it's like you know i it's just you have to realize like people have it so differently like yeah that's the one thing that's like so cool to talk about people on this podcast is people from different backgrounds and it's like oh yeah people just it's harder for a lot of people it's just like i think it's hard but then it's like a lot of people deal with a lot of shit it's like yeah i mean i'm very lucky to have never had to deal with that personally like i've never that's good like I've I've never like at least in comedy I've never faced any kind of discrimination because of like my gender or sexuality or whatever, um, like I I don't know but I but I'm not saying it doesn't happen because I know people it has happened yeah. to, but like I personally have never dealt with that like any lack of being booked was just my like not being motivated enough oh yeah um you know it's not like i tried to get booked and they refused me or anything like usually when i ask they're like yeah (laughs) right but i just need to like have the courage to ask um but uh yeah i don't know i the the best show i ever did was um at a gay bar in downtown la and um that uh because because it's my i think it's my audience you know right like yeah like uh, more more people like me but anyway uh yeah i don't i don't have any shows coming up but i do have a channel and i'm trying to grow it and it's hard to grow a channel Um, what's your channel called uh coke francis Pope francis right right like like pope like pope francis but (laughs) (laughs) but um I remember when I told uh when I told my mom that was my drag name, she was like weirdly cool with it. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was worried she was gonna like be mad that I had a um somewhat drug reference in my name, but she was like, Oh no, that's cool. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Um oh. my so that's mom kind of my interesting name. that you do drag. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I was like I I worked with the drag community for a long time and I made a mo- like my senior thesis was about drag and because um, I went to film school and um and for years, it like, it didn't really dawn on me that it's like, oh yeah, you don't need to have a dick in order to do like the exact same thing, like because oh, yeah. no. you do like like it's because they're like, oh, it's no transformation, like yeah, it is, like you have to, you still have to pad, you still have to cinch, you have to do like everything, you know, because like nobody's body actually looks like that unless they have like a ton of surgery or they're wearing like padding and oh yeah, fencing and stuff, so um so i'm like yeah fuck it i'm just gonna do it and yeah. live my truth and that's awesome I don't know. that that's sounds awesome. super cliche no i mean so thank yeah. you so much for doing this oh my god thank you for having me and you know it's just so awesome this. and uh yeah so uh thank you so much uh thank you i'll talk to you soon all right yeah, <laughs> i'll probably we'll comment on one of your <laughs> one of your uh, <laughs> posts soon <laughs> Okay, cool. Right. Okay. (laughs) Bye. All right. Bye, dude. Thank you.